Good afternoon and welcome to another fantastic episode of How Betty Davis Saved My Life, Life Lessons from Classic Hollywood. I am Moya. And I'm Georgia. And we are so happy to be here with you today. And we have a humdinger, don't we, today, Georgia? I love that description of it. It sure is. Humdinger, doozy, lollapalooza, whatever you want to call it. <laughs> We have, so I don't know, Georgia, I, we, um, we've been on a Burt Lancaster kick because, and not on purpose, it just so happened because uh, our last podcast episode was The Swimmer. We did the Redux version of The Swimmer. So those of you, thank you all who've uh, subscribed, who's followed us. We're on Facebook at How Betty Davis Saved My Life. We are also um, on YouTube same uh name we have a youtube channel with videos and of our uh some of our movies we just uploaded our first reaction video for the dark comedy um ladies in retirement starring ida lupino so check that out it's um it's hilarious i had a great time um editing it and george and i had a great time uh reacting to it so yeah and so i did a redux we had did an earlier version of the swimmer which was like an hour long, Georgia. So that's like one of our first podcasts when we had no idea what we we're doing, you know. So, but uh, we've gotten it down to thirty minutes now, and so I reduced or reduced, however you want to say that, um, the swimmer with Burt Lancaster. That was our last episode, that podcast episode that was uploaded. So it just so happened, you know, Georgia and I we try to find movies to do, and it's so hard because we try to find things that uh that we would like and that you our lovely audience would like and so i was like man you know let's do the killers like you know because we have we have genres film noir and all kind of stuff but so we just wound up on the killers because it just seemed like the best thing at the time so georgia burt lancaster 1946 right the killers burt lancaster yeah. and ava gardner get what do you got for me Okay, well, I wanted to just start out with a little bit about a basic introduction to the movie. Uh, this is about two professional hitmen, and they arrive in a little town, and they plan to execute a relatively anonymous, unknown gas station attendant. Well, the gas station attendant seems, when he's told about it, he seems very accepting of it. He doesn't try to escape. Uh, he's very resigned to it. And in the rest of the movie, we're trying to figure out why. What is the reason why this happens? Why he's so resigned to it? There's an insurance investigator whose job is to uncover um, what's gone on with it. And he doggedly pursues it, and it leads him on a trail of crime, murder, deception double crosses even triple crosses yes <laughs> it's all linked to a very dangerous and beautiful femme fatale yes and the one miss ava gardner playing that femme fatale playing it super smooth super cool and, and so georgia as i was looking at this guys we did uh double indemnity a 
uh, podcasts, I think before uh, the redux of um, of the swimmer. Um, and I was like, man, Phyllis versus Kitty. Who is the bigger she-devil? And I don't know, man, even though, you know, obviously uh, Barbara Stanwyck's Phyllis had more screen time than Ava Gardner's Kitty. But man, these broads here, th these are the quintessential femme fatales, right? Oh, they are. They are, but my vote is the most evil. My vote goes to Kitty. <laughs> <laughs> Until we see another uh, another femme fatale, then we're going, okay, my, my vote goes to her. Oh, man. I do not know. It's tough. It's like 1A and 2A. I'm going to go with, I'm going I'm to agree with you with Kitty. Because, so guys, this, this, movie is filled is riddled with landmines um spoiler landmines so do not expect nor do i think you expect georgia and i to give you you know because we hate spoilers as, as much as you do so we're going to be very careful but yeah girl i think kitty ugh, kitty kitty litter because man she was <laughs> stank she was horrible <laughs> horrible <laughs> So this story was originally assured by the one and only Ernest Hemingway, right? Yes, ma'am. Mm -hmm. And you know, one of the things about this movie is he really loved the adaptation of this movie. At least the first part was very true to his story. The rest of it was not so much. But you know, Ernest Hemingway lived in Cuba. When his guests would visit him in Cuba, he would take out his projector and he would show this movie to his guests because that's how much... He thought, I mean, he thought so highly of the uh, the writing and the adaptation of it. And he and Ava Gardner became friends. Oh, okay. Yeah. Cool. Um, I don't know if everyone, uh, if anyone saw it, I should say that uh, the recent documentary on Ernest Hemingway that was on PBS, um, it was new to me. I don't know. I, I don't know how, if it was a rerun or whatever, but. If you have not seen that and you can get it streaming on a PBS app, definitely check it out. The insight into the man. He was very interesting, very mysterious, and very eccentric, as you would say. But um, you, only Ernest Hemingway could write these stories because, I mean, it just go, it just, he just wasn't a different person than the rest of us. And, um, and so I could see him writing this story. Um, and I don't know if it was based on a true story or not, but the man was talented. I mean, he he was American and is American literature. This movie has such a brilliant cast, in it, which is one of the other reasons, besides the brilliant writing on it, there's an uncredited John Huston who yes. um, ended up also doing the screenplay on it. And, um, you know, you've got... This movie made stars in yes. both Burt Lancaster and Ava Gardner. Yes. And... Uh, uh, Eva Gardner had done some other things before this, but this was the first movie where she was right. really noticed. Right. And for Burt Lancaster, this was his first movie, and he was already 33. Mm -hmm. uh, he got $20,000 for the role, but it also uh, stars um, Edmund O'Brien yes. as the uh, very dogged insurance investigator. It has Albert Decker, mm -hmm. uh, William Conrad, and you may recognize him yes. from the TV show Cannon. Yes. And there's uh, the... Uh, african-american character actor mm -hmm. bill walker you yes. will look very familiar to see him yes 
Um, this movie was also uh, nominated for four Academy Awards for Best Director, Best Film Editing, Best uh, Screenplay, Best Score, but it lost out on in all those categories to the big movie of 1946, which was The Best Years of Our Lives. Mm, okay. Yeah. Okay. I, I, I'll go with that. That was a spectacular movie as well. But you know, this movie, you know, when it comes to noir movies, I mean, this movie, it checks off all the boxes. Yes. It has everything. So if you love noir, oh, you will love, love, love this movie. You know, it's got the all the classic elements. You right. Know, if you, you know, the, the criminal point of view, it's got violence. It's got uh, the, the dark, shadowy photography. Perfect. You know, the very, the, the, the plot that's kind of convoluted. Desperate characters, a voiceover, and of course it has a femme fatale in it. Right. And I have to tell you a trivia. When Louis B. Mayer saw Ava Gardner, and you know, she she, you know, tested for the role, he said, Louis B. Mayer goes, Ava Gardner, she can't sing, she can't dance, she can't act. She's terrific. He <laughs> <laughs> was so tense with her. And you know, just as a little side side trivia. She was married to Mickey Rooney, but at the time, her career had not taken off, and his was big. And guess what happened? Later on, the roles kind of reversed. She mm -hmm. really shocked stardom, and his star started to wane. So, Girl, that's a whole nother story with her and Mickey Rooney. You know, we're going to have to start doing some of these side stories, like have a whole separate podcast dissect some of these relationships, quote-unquote. Because who in the world, look, if you love Mickey Rooney, plug your ears up. Girl, he'd have to be a movie star and have plenty of money and me a young and up-and-coming starlet because you don't think that was a, a, a come-up, like social climbing? Because who could marry Mickey Rooney, girl? Please. He he stopped at her at her at her at her waistline. Which maybe that's <laughs> maybe that's why she married him, but I'ma leave that alone. But <laughs> you crazy. Oh my God. Please. Well, you know, um, about Burt Lancaster in this movie, there's some things that I thought were just very fascinating about his character and about uh, his preparation for the movie. You know, um, he was a circus acrobat right. you know, before he became an actor. And to prepare for this movie, he trained for two months with a boxing champion. So mm -hmm. the scenes that you see in there, you know, they, there's a level of realism. Right. I think in the way that also for his preparation, I mean, this is like a person who's done some boxing. Mm -hmm. So uh, I, you know, kudos, you know, for the, the man realism. Was a, the man was a specimen. I mean, you know, those of us who, when we did the swimmer, I love Burt Lancaster. He was gorgeous. He's one of the most gorgeous men ever, and especially on the screen. Oh, oh my goodness! A yes. hunk. He's Absolutely. a hunk. He's what we we call a hunk. Beefcake. He's gorgeous. Oh God, yes. But you know who the first choice for casting was for that role? It was Wayne Morris. Oh the no. Wayne Morris. Mm -mm. Mm -mm. No, it wouldn't have worked with him. He's I mean, a goof. No. Yeah. I, that's how I <laughs> I no. have to agree with you on that. No sex but, appeal. No, none, zero. Um, but the way that Burt Lancaster plays this role and the way it's done, I love it. It's so complex. And did you say this uh, is his this is his movie debut debut? This is his first film. Yeah. Mm -hmm. His first movie, but what he brings to it, I mean, it's, it's there's so much depth to the character. Right. I mean, 
plays this, you know, he's like, there's violence as a boxer, but then again, he plays this very, he's a study in contrast. He's, he's kind of a peaceful person. And yet, you know, he's kind of young and he's got the, you know, youthful exuberance and enthusiasm, but, but he's also a very wistful kind of a guy. And sometimes he seems very disassociated and almost like kind of like cold or something. I mean, the way that they, he yeah. plays this is absolutely fascinating. It's brilliant. Now look. And uh, I, I, I was just, you know, and the way he acts, like when he sees Ava Gardner, I mean, mm -hmm. there he goes from these, from being like disassociated to just mesmerized. And you see this back and forth kind mm -hmm. of play mm -hmm. in his acting. So I want to tell you, watch the, both of them make uh, a brilliant study in contrast in the movie because if you listen to the dialogue and then contrast it with the actions and then also uh, i wanted to say the movie really the one the person who chews up the most screen time in this movie is actually the insurance investigator right uh edmund o'brien uh who plays the role of uh, james reardon so this movie is i have to tell you it's not only a classic but it has everything in it. It's the pacing. It's the suspense. It's the writing. It's the acting. This movie, Moya, you picked a brilliant piece of work. Yeah, it, this is a masterpiece. That, it's beautifully done. But I do want to say one thing that really disturbed me in the trivia that I found out about this movie. Okay, there's a scene at the very end of the movie. And Ava Gardner is in it. And the director was not getting the level of emotional intensity that he wanted to get from her. And so I, I'm, I am not uh, for this director. I think it was terrible. But what he said he had to do to get that from her was he chose to bully her. And so he was yelling at her that if she didn't do the scene right, he would hit her. <laughs> and so I went, what? What? <laughs> would get away with you know, right back in those, right you know, it's, it's just kind of it's shocking you know right it really yeah it, it was a totally different time obviously um and if and Ava Gardner I'd be like clown that'd be that's gonna be the last thing you're gonna do if you lay one finger on me <laughs> that's gonna be the last thing this is gonna be your last movie here you lay one finger on me <laughs> but um that was horrible uh but now, Georgia told you the nice version of the Swede. That's uh, Burt Lancaster's nickname in the movie. His uh, real name is, he has several aliases. Oh, uh, his uh, Ole Anderson, that's, that's his real name. And Peter Lund, he has several aliases. She gave you the nice version. But look, Burt Lancaster, the Swede, was a simp. Let's talk about that. Yes. Burt Lancaster, yes. the Swede, was the simp's simp. Um, he took... Uh, he t he took a rap that was meant for Kitty, and all I'm gonna say is, um, look if you want if you a dude and you want to learn how not to be a simp or what a simp looks like, look at the killers, okay? Because this dude did time for this broad, and let's just say the the sentiment wasn't reciprocated without getting into the the uh, details of the movie. He did that of uh, simping behind. And for those of you who don't know what a simp is, it's short for simpleton. 
that he was an idiot and did anything for this woman to get her, to keep her. He threw over, like a lot of guys do, and women, but we talk about dudes. He threw over the nice girl, like a lot of women don't like the nice guy because he's boring and he's too easy, he's not exciting, whatever. He threw over the nice girl for Miss Kitty, Miss Kitty Litter, like I like to call her, and um, act, uh, by actress Virginia Christie, who played the Swede's uh, girlfriend, threw her over when he met Kitty, because like Georgia said, couldn't keep his eyes off her. I mean, brought her to a party where they happened to meet Kitty. Uh, I'm pretty sure she left by herself. And him and Kitty went somewhere like that. And so watch the banter between... And so uh, the, the Swedish girlfriend, I forget her name, the character. She knows that she, like most women, honey, when that man, when that electricity come, Well, he didn't really care for her anyway. You know, this nice girl, he was hanging out with her. But you need to pay attention when your man doesn't want you anymore. I mean, you can feel it. Georgia, have you ever been in that situation where the heat is no longer in your direct the little the little ember that he threw your way you ain't even getting that no more all the heat and electricity is some is somewhere else have you ever had that happen to you or or have you been the recipient of the heat on the other end have you been the, have you ever been in those situations true confessions yes moya <laughs> i hate to I have. Which one were you? Which one were you? The recipient or oh, the... I, I was the recipient, unfortunately. Ooh, okay, do tell. Yeah. Do tell. Do tell. I was. I was, yeah. I was the, yeah. What happened? Can you give us details? Okay, well, we need to talk about that off camera. Uh, well, maybe we should. Maybe we'll save it for another time. <laughs> okay, y'all. I'm going to get yeah, the teeth. That would take too long. That would take another hour. Y'all, I'm going to get the tea from her. I'm, I'm going to make her confess. We're going to have the confessions. How Betty Davis saved my life. True life confessions. <laughs> we're going to have We're gonna have to have. We have so many segments we have to do on here, guys. So we're going to get to them. We do promise. because we, we want to get to these movies. But yeah, I mean, I'm with you. I have, as far as I know, I have never been the shunned woman, you know, I've, I've been a recipient of the heat, but I don't play those games. I didn't play those games with people. So when I saw the dude bring the chick there and try to do that, I didn't like that because that was disrespectful, you know, but, um, kitty didn't care. Kitty litter. Kitty didn't care, honey. So please look at this, this movie and keep in mind the banter, the quick banter. And what I like about the Ernest, Ernest Hemingway stories, it leaves room because remember in uh, Breaking Point, the wife um, and the and the girlfriend uh, between um, the, the guy, they had that exchange in the bar when they were met each other. So these movies, I don't think this was an original book. I think the, the writer of the screenplay of that uh, movie wrote that in there. But they always have these women, these femme fatales and the, the good girl and the bad girl. And they have these moments, man, where the claws come out and it's absolutely fabulous. Oh, isn't it? Yes, ma'am. Well, you know, one of the things that I just love about this movie is even though it's hard to believe it's 75 years old, it wow. still holds up. Yes. And, and I, I, that the thing about it is it's, the plot is so solid. Um, it, it keeps you guessing right until the very end. Mm -hmm. And it, oh my God, if you love twists and turns in a movie. Yes. 
Yes. Oh my God. A triple cross. Like you said, it was a triple cross. That's rare what? to pull over a triple cross <laughs> in movies. I, that, yeah, yes. I, this is a rare feat. Yes. Mm -hmm. Oh my gosh. But you know, the thing is, is if a man watches enough of these movies with these femme fatales, Moya, he's going to think women are not to be trusted. <laughs> <laughs> oh my gosh, if a guy like watches a steady diet of these movies, so... <laughs> <laughs> I, oh I don't know, is that necessarily a bad thing, George? I don't know. Well, maybe it's good training to have, have a young man before yeah. yesterday say, now I'm going to watch Double Indemnity, yes. and then I'm going to have to follow up <laughs> with the killers. Yes. And let that be a lesson to you, yes. okay? I they totally agree. Girls, they may be all... Alluring and everything. Yes. That's when you really, really need to watch out. Right. That's <laughs> why we, this is how Betty Davis saved my life. Life lessons from classic Hollywood. And we're and I, and I agree with you. Like my parent, my granny and mom, we sat down and watched these movies. You sat down and watched these movies with your people at a young age. And I am telling you, I think you would have, it's an education. You probably would have less, less foolishness. If people sat down together, watch these movies, and learn from them, because they're very educational. They're doing a public service. Oh, yeah. Oh, they, yeah. And, and watch out, especially when a woman alternates between acting helpless and then trying to be seductive and all that. Man, this is, she, she used every tool in her arsenal. Every tool. I mean, she, like I said, Ava Gardner's uh, Kitty did not have a whole lot of screen t screen time, but when she did, she was smoking, man. And I I never really saw her as a huge sex symbol like everybody says she was, because she, she she just didn't do it for me, you know. But I will give her she played up to that sex symbol image and like uh, what's her name and Gilda, um, she, you know she Rita yeah Rita Hayward was absolutely gorgeous in my opinion. Um, I didn't really see that with Ava Gardner, but the girls had sex appeal. They got it. And Ava Gardner had a little bit more sex appeal than Gilda. Uh, I mean, then, um, yeah, then, um, what's Rita Hayworth, in my opinion. Yeah, and way more than Marilyn Monroe and all that. I will give it to Ava Gardner. She was smoking. Oh, my gosh. She was one of the most attractive brunettes that you could have ever put on it during that time that they made this movie oh she had it all i mean she you're right she was smoking she yeah. really was she they she gave it to you she gave it to you uh raw and uncut well we're i'm not gonna talk anymore about this movie because like i said it's too many plot landmines and spoiler landmines georgia is is there anything else there's a lot of good trivia oh uh, shout out to imdb um they always have a lot of good trivia that's where I got mine from. There was a remake of this, uh, Lee Marvin, I, I mentioned earlier, um, in the 60s with he and Angie Dickinson, um, John Cassavetes. It's a little different. There's no boxing uh, uh, plot in here. The background for the Swede is he's no longer a Swede. John Cassavetes is a former race car driver. and But the same premise, same premise, uh, of the original killers and it is good please go look at it it's on amazon got a um prime video you got to pay for it we saw this for free on youtube uh with some subtitles that looks like it may be in portuguese um i think but um see it for free it didn't hinder the movie or anything 
but yeah, the uh, that remake it it is good too, cause it is cause it's the sixties and a little bit more raw and 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 um, Lee Marvin and them how they play it. If I'm remembering, it kind of harkens back to that Pulp Fiction with John Travolta and um, Sam Jackson's how they how they played there. So this movie influenced a lot. The band The Killers was made at was named after um this um this movie. It, it didn't win the uh, Oscars, but it won a lot of other awards. Is it, a, is it recognized as one of the best films over several things? So please check this movie out. Yes, get yourself some popcorn and yeah. snuggle it out because you are in for a rare treat. A wa alone, watch the chemistry and the sparks ignite between Burt Lancaster and Ava Gardner in this movie. Oh my gosh. And the opening part, I, I have to tell you, I was sitting there, I felt like I needed to like grab something. I was <laughs> was just, it, they kept ratcheting up the suspense yes. so much. It was just like, ah, right. amazing. Oh my gosh. Right. Brilliant. <laughs> and there were so many great character actors, too many to name on here, but film noir uh people that you would know in a in a minute um trying to find this guy's name who was in the cast uh he's been in so many great film noirs and um he was with one of the killers with William Conrad and uh is it Charles McGraw? I think so. I think it's Charles McGraw. Um and we already said um Sam Levine, a wonderful character actor. And just so many more but uh, and Ronald, uh, another trivia real quick, Ronald Reagan, yes, our former president, that uh, the killers, the Lee Marvin version, this was, that was his last movie before he got into politics and he played the villain. He played the Al Al Albert Decker uh, character. So this, this movie has so much around it, it's crazy. It does indeed. Well, <laughs> I, I am done. Anything else you want to say, Miss Georgia? Nope. <laughs> no, we can't say anything I else. <laughs> we will ruin it for you well guys thank you so much for tuning in to another episode of how betty davis saved my life life lessons from classic hollywood we look forward to being with you again and bring you another episode and i promise we're going to get to all these other crazy ideas that we have thanks for hanging in with us don't forget we're on facebook um please 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 um follow us there subscribe to our youtube channel we're going to be getting out more content uh, um, we're, we're playing with it and we're learning how to edit and and produce so hang in there with us but we have a lot of great videos already up there already don't forget our reaction video is there our first reaction video ladies in retirement so for how betty davis saved my life i am moya and i'm georgia and we will see you guys next time take care mm -hmm.